Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The congregation may be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Today we gather as the family and friends of our dear relative and friend, Robert Holden. We have gathered here to be comforted by the words and promises of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born as a baby at Christmas. He lived the perfect life which we could not. Yet God placed our sin upon Him, and Jesus was crucified for our sin. But death was not the end, because Jesus broke the power of death by rising from the dead on Easter Sunday. Our worship service today will focus on the forgiveness which Jesus won for Bob, for you, and for me. We will talk about Christ's promise of resurrection and the promise of eternal life in heaven. These facts form the foundation of our faith, and these facts are our source of comfort today and always. As we join to grieve with the grieving, let us also find comfort and joy in the words and promises of Jesus that God was a forgiven child of God through Christ's death and resurrection. That through Jesus, Bob now enjoys eternity with God, and because of Christ's resurrection, death will one day loosen its grip on Bob. He will be raised from the dead, and he and all believers will live forever with God in heaven, body and soul. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We continue with our first hymn, number 201, near Red Hymnals, A Mighty Fortress is Our God.
Robert Ronald Bowman was born on November 7, 1934, in South Branch Township, Minnesota. He became a baptized child of God on November 25, 1934, at St. John Lutheran Church of South Branch. Robert publicly confessed this faith at his confirmation on April 10, 1949. His confirmation verse was John 3.16. He passed away of natural causes on April 13, 2018 in Mankato, Minnesota. Robert was preceded in death by his father, Gus Holland, and his mother, Alice Holland, both of South Branch Township, as well as his brother, Donald Holland. Bob is survived by his daughter, Tracy of Minneapolis, his son, Todd, of Burlington, Iowa, his grandchildren, Morgan Dumont, Rebecca Oland, Anna Oland, Kylie Oland, and Brody Oland, and one great-grandson, Carson Dumont. Bob loved his family and friends and always had a welcoming smile on his face. He would often greet you with a handshake and a, Hi, how are you? He left a lasting impression with all he met. Bob also had many hobbies. He was an avid outdoorsman and loved a variety of activities ranging from fishing and camping, to grouse and deer hunting, to relaxing in the shade with friends. He loved to attend thrashing bees, and enjoyed a variety of indoor activities such as pool and playing cards. He will be missed and remembered by all those who crossed his path. We have come together to seek God's comfort in our sorrow, and to rejoice in the promise of the resurrection. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you wept at the grave of your friend Lazarus, and you consoled Mary and Martha in their distress. Draw near to us who mourn for Robert Oland, and dry the tears of all who weep. Calm our troubled hearts, dispel our doubts and fears, and lead us to praise you for having brought him to faith, as well as for keeping him in that Christian faith until death. In your rising from the dead, you conquered death and opened the gates to eternal life. Strengthen us with your word and lead us through this earthly life until at last we are united with you and all the saints in glory everlasting. Amen. Please rise. We continue with our responsive reading. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who comforts us in all our troubles that we may comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. The Apostle Paul writes to the Romans, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus gives us this comfort. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then we also will appear with him in the Lord. We will be before the throne of God and serve him day and night in this temple. Never again will we hunger. Never again will we thirst. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be our shepherd. He will lead us to springs of living water. Let us pray. God of all grace, you sent your Son Jesus to destroy the power of death and to open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Make us certain that because he lives, we too shall live. 
Comfort us with your promise that neither death nor life, nor things present nor things to come, shall be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The congregation may be seated. The scripture readings chosen for today come from um, the variety of readings that Bob and I shared during the time of his hospitalization in Mankato. The first one, Psalm 121. We see here that the believer is confident in God's presence and God's goodness. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot stumble. He who watches over you will not slumber. Yes, he who watches over Israel will not slumber. He will not sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your going and your coming from now to eternity. In our second lesson from Revelation chapter 7, the great multitude, clothed in white, holding palm branches of victory before the throne of God. John writes, After these things I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing in front of the throne and of the Lamb, clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands. They called out with a loud voice and said, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, the elders, and the four living creatures. They fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders spoke to me and said, These people dressed in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? And I answered him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who are, who are coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Because of this, they are in front of the throne of God, and they will serve him day and night in his temple. He who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. They will never be hungry or thirsty ever again. The sun will never beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In our Gospel lesson from John chapter 3, Jesus promises forgiveness and eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned, but the one who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. We continue with our next hymn, number 549.
Dear fellow redeemed, friends, fellow members, family, and especially you, Tyler Tracy. These in white robes, who are they? And where do they come from? Who? Indeed. These in white robes, pictured before the throne of God, standing in God's presence. Who? If we can answer that question, then we can have comfort. Or at least we can have the path that we ought to walk. And if we cannot answer that question, then we are just as lost as the person who never asked the question in the first place. These standing eternally in the presence of God, as God smiles upon them, as God leads them beside springs of living water, and promises to wipe every tear from their eyes. Clothed in white robes, who are they? And where do they come from? I don't know about you, but Sunday mornings kind of give me the willies. And maybe part of that is because I've got to stay in the front and, and be the pastor. Part of that is because I usually wear a white shirt and a white robe. And part of that is because I really like coffee. <laughs> right? And I know Bob did too. He, he and I shared many a pot of the Perkins coffee, which tastes the same whichever Perkins you go to. <laughs> Just kind of nice. But Sunday mornings give me the willies, not because I have to stand up and speak in front of everybody and tell them what God says. Well, that too, but mostly because I don't want to spill coffee on myself. I've got it. I've ruined a couple of shirts and a couple of ties with a big blotch of delicious coffee that I wish I had dragged out. The presence of God. John describes them as clothed in white robes that are absolutely spotless. And you understand the point, the connection here. The ones who stand before the throne of God, who, who have an eternity of, of joy and happiness before them, are clothed in white. Who haven't spilled coffee on themselves, who haven't harbored a grudge, who haven't hurt others, who haven't acted in a loveless fashion. Oh boy, who are they indeed? Well, obviously they're people. And Bob stands in that number. And having known him, you and I might think to ourselves, well, yeah, if, if anybody could keep his, his robe mostly white, it would be Bob. He was faithful in his work, even in his retirement and living down at the south edge of town, he would continue doing a lot of the work that he had done for most of his life. Vacuuming the hallways and fixing little things here and there. Showing up early, early on Sunday mornings, dressed to the nines, and sitting here smiling as he, as he read through his bulletin, getting ready for the worship service. And to those who walked in, a shake of the hand and hi, how are you? Or, you know, by golly, yeah. nice to see you again. Those who would know Bob would say, well, you know, he'd probably be more on the good half of the list. If God had to divide the world into the better half and the lesser half, 
Bob will be in the first category. But these in white robes, spotless, who are they and where do they come from? If you've known Bob for longer than I did, which probably is most of you, I only knew him for about four of his 84 years. If you knew Bob longer than I did, then you might think to yourself, well, Pastor Hagen, don't speak quite so glowing because the Bob that I knew isn't quite the Bob that you knew. Or the Bob that I grew up with isn't quite the Bob that you experienced sitting there in the, the red pew at Shepherd of the Lakes. And even though he, he tried his best and did his hardest, there was at least one or two times where we might think to ourselves, well, yeah, that would be a big stain on, on a white robe. A mistake. A sin. And you'd be right. And each of us, looking back over our lives, whether it's a short period of time or a long period of time, whether it's our you know, little son Leland, who's not even two, or somebody in the age of Bob, looking back, we would have to admit, I, I haven't kept my robe white, and I can barely keep a white shirt white. But holiness before God, perfection, from... The moment my life started within the womb of my mother until the day that God calls my soul out of this world, certainly not I. And you'd be right. These are white robes. Who are they? And where do they come from? If you were to ask Bob, if you were to ask Bob why he today wears that white robe, And he'd tell you that it isn't because he did such a, such a wonderful job of keeping it spotless and being faithful in all of his vocations and going above and beyond when it came to loving God and loving others. Certainly not. What he'd say is exactly what he confessed when the last time I communed him shortly before he left this world. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful, simply by being a human, a son of Adam and Eve, and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil, and I have failed to do what is good. For this, I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sin. These and white robes. Who are they? And where do they come from? Well, his confirmation verse tells us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The reading from Revelation 7 and the hymn that we just sang point to the same truth that the ones gathered around the throne of God today have had their clothing washed not in some industrial strength dry cleaner that would take a stain out of a, a white olive but in the blood of Jesus Christ you know who he is right? he's the, the guy whose birth we celebrate as, at Christmas eternal son of God the second person of the trinity and you could also say the 2,000-some-odd-year-old 
son of Mary, who lived a perfect life, who kept his record, his garment before God, completely spotless, and who laid down that life on the altar of the cross for you and for me, the world. For God so loved the world. That's you, me, Bob. These in white robes, who are they? They are those who stand forgiven in God's sight, who have been declared not guilty, whose lives from beginning to end, from conception to natural death, are washed in the blood of the perfect Lamb of God, the only, the only cleanser that can remove every spot and stain of sin. So that right now, Bob stands before God singing, singing a lot more loudly than even we can hear. You know, I looked in the back, and I mentioned this to Todd and Tracy before the service. The last time Bob sat in these pews in this church was actually October 29th of this past year. Um, the day that was celebrated as Reformation Sunday, where that message of free and full and complete forgiveness through Jesus was kind of restored to the church. The last time that he sat here was Reformation Sunday, and he sang, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And if you look at the words of that opening hymn, you see that God doesn't promise to protect us from every earthly ill, whether it's threats of violence from the outside or our body shutting down from the inside. But God does promise a clean record before Him. Because Jesus Christ has been victorious. And after, after He remained home for Sunday mornings, and He was living here in Fairmont and then living in Jackson for a while, Bob would still kind of wistfully say, Oh, Pastor, don't worry, I'll be there after, after the snow and the ice are gone. Because I, I just can't get the willies walking on the snow and walking on the ice. And I said, All right, Bob, no, only understandable. And we repeated that same simple message. And even down to that last couple of weeks in the hospital, that same message, not, not quite dressed in the, the coat and tie that he always was here, but still clothed in the perfection of Jesus. And you know what? He was right. He was right that he could stand before God unashamed because he's been clothed in Jesus' blood and washed away from every spot and stain. But he was also right when he said, don't worry, Pastor, I'll be there again after the snow and the ice are gone. And here we are. And today, you know, Bob, he's not clothed in the, the jacket and tie that you never saw him without. He's clothed in something far more glorious. And standing in the presence of God, not, not mediated through, through words and a human pastor, but with unclouded vision, standing clothed, dressed and ready for the Lord, clothed in the white garment of salvation and victory and forgiveness, in a robe that has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Today. He's there, even as we mourn him here. And because Jesus has risen from the dead, 
Jesus promises the same for you. That you will also one day stand next to him with a clean robe, no coffee stains, no stain of sin. Joining in that eternal victory song, salvation belongs to our God and to the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. Please rise. I direct your attention to page 6 in your service folder. And at the top of page 6, we will join in confessing our Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, and the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Almighty God, we praise you for the great company of saints who have finished their lives in faith and now rest from their labors. We remember especially our loved one, Robert Poland, whom you have redeemed by the blood of your Son, and whom you received as your dear child through holy baptism. We thank you for giving him to us as a companion on our earthly pilgrimage. In your compassion, comfort all who are sad in this hour. Lord, in your mercy. We praise you for your love in Christ, which sustains us in life and death. In our earthly sorrows, help us find strength in the fellowship of the church, joy in the forgiveness of sins, and hope in the resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. You do not leave us comfortless, but strengthen and care for us through your word and sacrament. You give us family, friends, and neighbors to help when there is loneliness now and in the days to come. Brighten our future with a firm trust in your promises and care. Lord, in your mercy, we bring these requests to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, and we ask you to hear us as we join in singing the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray as printed on the next page.
by our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gives us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and give you his peace. Thanks for listening to Green Pastures with Jesus, the audio home of Shepherd of the Lakes Lutheran Church of Fairmont, Minnesota. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our website, www.shepherdofthelakes.net. Pass that along to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archives section at our website for previous podcasts. You can find us 9.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at 323 East 1st Street in Fairmont, just up the hill from Richard's Towing. 
Any questions, contact me, Pastor Hagen, 507-236-9572. God bless your day.